0: Greetings and salutations you kinky fucks. Welcome back for episode 110 of Kinks with Kiki. Full disclaimer, I definitely want to start off this episode by saying there are going to be some plays, kinks, activities that are discussed in this week's episode that may be triggering for some people so I am giving a trigger warning if you hear anything that instantly makes you uncomfortable feel free not to listen especially if it is a personal trigger for you I do not recommend it but I just wanted to give that disclaimer before I get this episode started and all right let's go get on with the show hope you guys are great hope you are having a lovely week hope the weather is beautiful and we are slowly embarking on the summer season, which is my favorite season. But yeah, hope you guys are getting a great start to your week. I'm gonna go ahead and get started on my end. S&M aka song and mood of this week is going to be Lipstick Lover by Janelle Monet. All right, so I chose Lipstick Lover by Janelle Monae because, first of all, definitely the song I knew I needed for this summer. I'm so happy that she came out with this just in time as we get closer to the summer season. I love Janelle Monae. I've been a fan of Janelle Monae since she was an android. Uh, Purple Stars Happy Hunting is definitely one of my favorite songs, of all time by her but this song is a whole mood i too really have a thing for my lipstick lover so i can identify but i just love i love the video i love a feel-good video and two of the best feel-good videos i've seen i would say in the last decade would definitely be um lipstick lover by janelle Monet. that's my ideal pool party and Skywalker by Miguel I don't know if anybody remembers that video if anyone's seen that video but it's such a feel-good like it's verbatim to the song it's it's such a feel-good song um so I love the aesthetic of the video that Janelle Monae has put out I love the, the feel of the song. I like this direction that she's about to go into and how everything I can't say everything is going to be sex based, but I can definitely say everything is going to be pleasure based because the name of the new album is The Age of Pleasure. So I am hoping that everything on this album is literally to the good sis's liking. But yes, SM, aka Song and Mood of this week is going to be Lipstick Lover by <laughs> Janelle Monet. <sighs> Didn't mean to smack my lips. Sorry guys. Um let's just hash it out. It's been it's been a couple of weeks since I have recorded i feel like it might have been the beginning of the month once again happy masturbation month happy lupus awareness month i do not believe there are any kinky holidays that are coming up in this week or in the next but i do know as we go into pride month there are a few fun holidays for next month and i will briefly discuss some of those as i do episodes for the month of june It's been interesting. I am working. I've been back in New York for a week. I went out of town to a training for work and it just happened to be in North Carolina and that made me so freaking happy because one, I really, really needed a break away from New York City And two, I just kind of wanted to be in a space where I, I still feel comfortable. So it was great getting to go to North Carolina. I got to see friends. I got to go to dinner with friends. I got to just breathe and enjoy driving again. And the weather was nice and it smelled clean. You know, I had a great time in North Carolina. Um, Some things transpired in North Carolina. I don't know if I'm going to talk about them on a podcast or if I'm ever going to talk about them in public, period. Uh, Nothing bad. All great things happened. Um, It's just something I'm not really sure that I need to share with anyone. Um, But for those who are curious, it was needed with that person. So happy I got to see my friends talk to my friends in person see people just just be outside like i got a chance to walk and go around the lake you know it didn't smell like urine it was a great time Uh, i really haven't had anything going on because since i recorded the last time and coming forward now my entire focus has literally been my job training and working preparing to do things that i will be doing in june can't really say for obvious reasons but i haven't had much going on of just moseying along uh i will be traveling the week this podcast actually does drop going back to north carolina to see my people didn't get to see my family the last time i went when i was there for a week. For work-related reasons, but this is me going on my own without any type of permission So I get to see my parents, my grandparents Aunties, uncles, possibly cousins, you know And I haven't seen my family in a gathering since 2021 So we're going on almost two years So I'm very excited that I get to go home and see my people I will also be going to... Detroit. I feel like the next time you guys hear an episode from me, I will be back from Detroit and I will talk about that experience and what took place in Detroit when I do do the next episode in June. That's pretty much my life as in, in a nutshell. I've done a lot of traveling and some for work, some for fun and it's going to be a busy summer and I love that for me. So that's pretty much it for weekly with Kiki. All right, guys, you know, I gave a disclaimer at the beginning of this episode because not everything that happens to be kink related is digestible by society. And these particular uh, kinks, plays, and scenes that I'll be discussing are definitely some of the more taboo parts of the kink and BDSM community. So I did want to give that disclaimer at the beginning of the episode and just like, as of now throw out what I will be discussing today, which will be rape fantasies and kidnapping kinks and, or abduction play, whichever verbiage you use. Um, I will be discussing these two kinks, uh, and as much detail as I possibly can. So We are at about eight minutes and 40 seconds. If you are not comfortable with what I just said, if that's not something you want to hear again, trigger warning, please, you can end it right here at eight minutes and 53 seconds. And I hope you guys have a beautiful week and I will be back in two weeks with something that is not so taboo and oddly spoken about. Alright guys, so this week, I want to jump into some two kinks that I've been wanting to talk about for a while, but I've been a little reserved about it because these two in particular are very, very sensitive topics in the world, especially in America where sexual assault isn't taken as serious as it should be. I do want to, like I said, give full disclaimer, That this is not to be confused with sexual assault, but it is to be understood as these types of fantasies and these types of kinks in play are definitely within the realm of consensual non-consent. And that everyone that is taking part in this activity have all been vetted, have had conversations, have been open about their communication on what they want, what they don't want, their limits. And everybody is of sane and sound mind. So I just want you to think, just know that this isn't something, the words are the same, but the actions are different, unfortunately, for, you know, the latter, not the former. But uh, I just wanted to throw that out there. So we're going to jump into it, starting with rape kinks. This is a thing. Again, I know this is a very taboo topic. It's not a topic that people really want to touch on, but I'm very open about trying to be as fair about kinks and not just cater my episodes based around the kinks that are more favorable or digestible for me. I want to address kink in its entirety because I know all of us are not one in the same. Everybody has their thing that they're into. Somebody might be into scat play, but doesn't really bang with abduction play or somebody may be into golden showers, but it's a little iffy on rape kinks. So the point I'm making is I want to be as well versed and educate as much as I humanly can on all kinks, not just kinks that are considered suitable for me. So we're going to start with abduction play or kidnapping kink. So this is a kink. This is a scene that typically can uh, inquire or inquire require bondage and sensory deprivation so these types of scenarios can be played out in various different ways they can be played out in the house they can be played out outside if you want a more realistic feel but they typically you know it's an ad- abduction an abduction play or a kidnapping kink so someone is being snatched up basically take it away put somewhere and taken ultimately and like I said it involve it can involve bondage and sensory deprivation so what I think of in a kidnapping scene um, for this type of play is you blindfold a person and then you tie their hands up you throw them in the back of a car or a van or a trunk Uh, or closet. I don't, you know, I don't know because I, this isn't a, a particular kink of mine, but when I think of what kidnapping has looked like over the years on television, you are abducted. Ultimately you're taken by a person and you're put somewhere else and the scene continues from there. So during abduction play, you can incorporate different elements into this particular scene, it can be punishment, sexual violation, because again, this is consensual non consent. Of course, this is something that you've already discussed prior to uh, humiliation, intimidation, or even slavery. And you guys know I did an episode on uh, slaves before I did an episode on slave auctioning, not to be confused with what we as black people have endured. Via ancestors, but I'm talking about the master-slave dynamic of a BDSM relationship. So, and this particular kink, you can dress up, you can stage it, you can have props. Uh, there are a lot of, uh, doms who participate in this that are in BDSM. They may dress up as military or police officers or they may dress up as a criminal and all black with the ski mask it it really does differ so when it comes to kidnapping kink abduction scenes whatever you whichever you prefer to call it to make yourself comfortable um I'm gonna say kidnapping kink because it just kind of like rolls off my tongue a little easier than me thinking and I've always called it that so me thinking of abduction play I'm gonna have to overthink it um but what do you want out of your scene ultimately is one of the biggest questions that you should ask when it involves abduction play or kidnapping kink what i mean by that is you need to have certain expectations of how you want this scene to play out and how you ultimately want it to end for you and your partner. This is definitely not a time to be timid, be unclear. You want to be as direct and straightforward as into what you are looking for. What do you want? What is your end result? Do you is pleasure? Your end result is the 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 taking away of power, your end result. These are things that need to be Set clear between you and your partner and whomever else that may be participating in this particular scene with you all when you do it. You need to ensure that everybody is on the same page, that communication is open, honest and clear and straight to the point or concise, whatever you want to call it. You want to make sure that these are things that are made known to all participating parties when you are planning out your scene. So when it comes to, you're planning out your scene, you know what you want the scene to result in, you know where you want it to go, you know how you want this dynamic to work, you need to plan and prepare. And by that, maybe you need to outline, this is bullet points, this is what we are doing in the scene, this is the expectation of me, this is the expectation of you, this is the end result. For both of us. Get on the same page. You want pleasure? You want power? The lack thereof. I think it would be wise to write this information down. If you don't want to write it, put it in a in a note in your iPhone. I don't well, everybody doesn't have an iPhone, but put it in your notes. I know we can share notes. We can lock notes on the iPhone. So let this be a note that you share between you and your partner where you both have access to it, where you can edit things and bring it to each other's attention, read over it as many times as you need to. Definitely planning is going to be the safest way of any scene, honestly. Um Having an idea of what you want, having an idea of what you, how you want it to end and where you want it to go. Um, So definitely planning, be as successful in that, be as present in in that as humanly possible. Another thing that is very important if you are going to stage a kidnapping kink scene is location. Location is extremely important because one, you can be abducted from anywhere. And honestly and I'm not talking on a kink love, I'm talking like in real life you can just be snatched and it's it's almost like terrifying to me when I think about it just at any given moment you can I mean I'm also a woman so I'm not going to go there but location is very very important here because privacy plays such a huge factor if you're planning to do this The scene needs to be scoped, I would say, every 20 to 30 minutes just to ensure that you're actually still able to do this without somebody freaking out because they aren't aware of what's happening and they call the police. So location is very, very important because it needs to honestly, if you're going to do this in a public place, it needs to be carried out privately. So the people around you are not aware of what's happening. You need to, as you're planning and you're making your outline and writing your notes, you need to plan where this is going to take place. And maybe there needs to be some modifications regarding, oh, I want you to kidnap me from a bar, but it's a bar. We can't do it abruptly. So say something threatening or menacingly that makes me like have to leave with you, things of that nature. That's where my head would go. If it was something I wanted to do privately in a public place, I would absolutely, that would be my go-to is to make it as like indiscreet as discreet, not indiscreet, make it as discreet as possible. But the two of you are still being satisfied from the activity that's taking place. All right, I feel like I have a lot on this particular topic. So I only have three things, guys. I'm just going to go through and kidnapping kink was the first. The second one is rape play. So rape play, rape fantasies, are sexual fantasies that involve imagining being forced Or coerced into performing sexual activity like I said before this activity kidnapping kink both of these particular plays scenarios scenes are heavily discussed and they are both strictly based around the consent of all parties participating in these particular kinks So this is how the two, one word, two sides of a a very odd spectrum sexual assault is not consensual. If someone is in the kink community or if they're in a BDSM community and they have this fantasy, the partner is aware of it and it is consensual. So we're going to jump into it now. So there was a study done by a I believe he's a research assistant but he's a sex educator um named Justin LaMiller PhD because go off Sarah I believe he has a PhD in psychology he completed a study um that showed about 61% of women actually fantasize about forced sex but The study also showed that 54% of men and 68% of non-binary people also have a fantasy about rape or forced sex. He also found in his study that the research showed that the fantasies involved consent. People weren't fantasizing about actual rape. They weren't fantasizing at the idea of some stranger being attacked by someone without their permission. So just wanted to throw that out there as well. So rape fantasies are very evidently a power play dynamic. And that's something that's pretty heavy in, obviously, the BDSM community because Power dynamics exist in DS and MS relationships, uh, whether no matter the gender, no matter the sex, no matter the identity, um, it is a power play. So, it's a little it's a little bit more understood in kink and BDSM communities versus non kink and BDSM communities you know, because BDSM can be like, and kink is, it really is a form of escaping, like escaping reality for a time being, but you're, you're able to explore and indulge in these taboo practices or controversial themes, but you also get to do it in a controlled setting. So you ultimately hold the reins to the trajectory of your fantasy life. Now, rape fantasies can be used to, as, as a, like an assister, if that's a word, of masturbation. But it could also be about the actual scene and acting out the scenario itself, which is typically called rape play so i have discussed you know consensual non-consent before when you're choosing to explore like rape play or rape fantasies safe words any type of gestures any forms or methods of communication are the most important components period uh these are the the nonverbal and verbal cues that are literally going to bring the entire scene to a halt it's not a not a stop i mean not a stop not a pause not a no a yellow light like a full-on red light if you're using a traffic system red no yellow no green no kind of thinking about it no if these words or these cues are implemented in any time in the scene the scene is over and that's just period scenarios need to be you know carefully executed this isn't something you can you can kind of just like teeter around just to see what happens you actually have to be very like precise about how you want this to go because things can go left and we don't know what the ramifications or the consequences are going to be of one thing in a poorly executed scenario going badly So you really need to just engage in this type of activity with someone you absolutely and 100% trust. And honestly, if you and your partner are inexperienced, my personal recommendations for you, well, my personal advice to you would be to do extensive research. Do your reading, you and your partner together, simultaneously do your research, read your articles, read, you know, there are psychological articles on it, read, you know, from other kink and health and sex educators like that talk about BDSM and kink and their expertise. Do your research. Be extremely open with your partner about your limits and your intentions and i hope that you know you're both on the same page and it's vice versa they're going to do the same thing as well because if they don't hmm okay then we don't need to be here honestly all right guys so i lied i thought i had three actually have four one of them was so quick i barely even saw it but okay The next one is resistance play. So resistance play is a type of sexual play that involves a partner resisting another partner's sexual advances. Now, when I read this, I was like, hmm, I too have that a little bit. Um, I don't do it much, but the last time I did it, like... I love to run away. No, I'm not, like, running. Like, I don't mean literally running from the dick in the middle of the sexual activity. I mean, you know, little, little push and pull, a little tussle. Like, no, you know, I don't want to. But, like, it's been agreed upon. You know what I'm saying? Like, this isn't just me saying, like, being so, like, no, don't stop. Like, don't mean that. But, like, when I read that, I was like, I like that. I, I like the... I like the cat and mouse of resistance play. I like being the one being chased. I like kind of teasing and being menacing to my chaser. So, I definitely I can I can get down with the resistance play a little bit. So, resistance play can go pretty much as far as like the dominant person in the dynamic Pretending to force a submissive person to have sex. You can enjoy resistance play with like surrendering your control and almost like a ravishment type of thing. Just letting like a person literally devour you. And on a different end of that spectrum, as a submissive, and I'm not speaking for me personally, but as a submissive person that is typically in a dynamic, some submissive uh, person, some submissive people in resistance play may really, their thing about resistance play is that they get off on the idea of being completely irresistible To another person so this person just wants me so much and that alone can be a turn on for those people who fall into that submissive role now like all kinks and resistance play is no different boundaries should be discussed a safe word should be established both partners should understand that once again if there are any words uttered while you're in the throes of your resistance play all places should stop immediately. Last one. It's a super quick episode, which I knew it would be because kink, rape play, very kink, kidnapping and rape play. Very taboo topics. Not a lot of information that I am not aware of that I could have deep dove into. Unfortunately, a lot of psychological articles, though. Know what they're trying to imply here, but. You know, people are safe, they're sane, and they're consensual. Let's just talk about it. Anyway, last one is going to be a article of something that is used during resistance play, rape play, or kidnapping play. And it is called the tape gag. So we all know tape gag is an over the mouth gag, which basically restricts, restricts Vocal activity. So, why I saw that and I thought that that would be a great little component to add in this episode is because if you have, you know, if you are acting out these fantasies of kidnapping and rape, the person is probably going to be like, "Well, I don't want you to scream, so I'm going to tape your mouth. I'm going to gag your mouth where you can't vocally say anything." So, I thought tape gag was a great one to talk about. So. It's typically, again, used for the submissive partner. Although, as somebody who's like a small percentage of Switch, I'm not opposed to, like, gagging my Dom. That'll have to be something when I do get another Dom. I'll have to, we'll have to talk about that. Maybe I'll get a Switch. Who knows? But I'm not opposed to duct taping my Dom. I'm definitely not. That would be a wang dang So, as we know, tape gags are typically made of sticky tape, something that can cover the mouth and shut it, such as duct tape, PVC tape, or gaffer tape. I have a bondage tape, and it's non-sticky, but it sticks to itself, if that makes sense. I'm not really sure if that if that could be used. I'm not necessarily sure. I'm going to check that. So I didn't see anything that said I could use that tape. So I'm guessing I know with me and duct tape, I have sensitive skin. I don't know if anybody else has this reaction or whatever chemicals are in the tape, but it's like that medical tape that like they'll put on you if you get like an IV or they put a cotton ball on your vein after they poke you to death and then you just break out and be like red and itchy for a day or so. I feel like duct tape would do that to me. I can't say for everyone else, but I'm like to the people who may have a sensitivity to tape, definitely be mindful of the tape that you choose to use when you and your partner are participating in either one of these kinks. So wearing a tape gag can make the submissive feel more helpless sensory deprivation once again we're also taking the ability to use our senses that is our mouth i'm not going to say nose because if you're covering somebody's nose and mouth and they physically can't breathe and that's not healthy and that's a crime doc waiting to happen but i also know that breath play exists i also know asphyxiation exists that just scares me a little bit no shaming i'm just a little nervous that's what i'm saying like I said, it can make a submissive person feel, the person in the dynamic feel a little helpless, but it can also increase arousal because again, this is this person's fantasy. So though playing the part, they're highly excited to be here. (laughs) And on the opposite end of that, uh, the dominant person in the dynamic may even become aroused at the sight of their partner being so helpless and wearing the duct tape gag and the sounds that they may be they may be making while they are gagged so it's novel stage you know so the tape gag can actually be worn as a form of punishment and it can be it can fall into the realms of humiliation kink because you can actually you can actually force your submissive partner to wear the duct tape, which I mean, these kinks we're talking about are basically all forced. So, tape gags can also add authenticity to the scene. You are attacking someone in a park. I don't know. It's wherever you feel like you can do it in a safe and private manner. You're attacking them in a park and you duct tape them and drag them back to your car. It makes it feel a little bit more realistic for the people that are actually into it. Last thing about tape gags. So it's very important to note tape gags. Once again, it can irritate your skin, but it also can irritate your lips. So you might want to be careful if you are a person who is prone, uh, prone to fever, blisters and cold sores, the chemicals in the tape can possibly inflame those even if they aren't active. So dormant cold sores and fever blisters, you might want to just be careful. Um, be careful if you're wrapping it around like hair because it also can remove hair when the gag is no longer needed the gag needs to be removed that's the end of that so i'm gonna see if i have any emails that i can read to you get people this week so let me check that had to do a quick double check i do not have any emails but if you would like to email me you can do so at kinks at gmail.com you can also send me a dm I want to say on Twitter it probably will be best because I have so much going on in my DMS on Instagram is People get missed all the time, me trying to filter through them. And I feel so horrible. So, but if you still like to, you know, DM me, there's kinks with Kiki podcast. You can also, again, DM me on Twitter at kinks with Kiki. And yeah, that's going to wrap up episode 110. Again, hope you guys have a phenomenal week. I know I'm going to try my damnedest since it's only a three day work week for you, girl. And As always, I am the Dose of Black Girl in your kinky-ass world, and until next time, peace.